Maybe we should get a car because the Jeep is very unreliable today. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dirt Drive. That's your intro. That's all you get. Uh, this week, it is Tom and I. We are talking about oh, um, another reoccurring thing we always talk about. Uh, the unreliable unreliability of... America's most unreliable vehicle? Well, just... Most reliably unreliable vehicle? Any off-road vehicle that you don't want to drive every day. Yeah. And something that um, we see a lot in the extreme ends of off-roading yeah. and even like the overlanding stuff is uh daily drivers uh yeah which is a term that a lot of people aren't familiar with it's something that you drive when you don't want to drive your shitbox or your off-road vehicle to get good gas mileage back and forth to work you know it's it's funny though because i think this is one of those few conversations that applies outside the shitbox community it does i think i think the the concept was probably um i don't want to say started by the shitbox guys, but it was probably started by the rich guys that was adopted by the shitbox guys. Uh, well, so the I, I it probably goes more sort of the hot rod guys, yeah. right? Where like all of a sudden, you know, they were drag racing, so their car couldn't go around corners yes. anymore. Uh, race on Sunday, sell on Monday, guys. Right, right. Uh, I think the shitbox guys have perfected it. <laughs> I wouldn't say perfected. Well, hear me out. Hear me. It out. was the point of my depression, actually. <laughs> no, hear, hear me out. Because the rich guys that build high, high, high dollar rigs, they they'll just go buy another car. It's still your daily driver, though. It's well, not a shipbox daily driver, but it's still right. a daily driver. But that's why I say the ship, like being a shipbox connoisseur, like ourselves, connoisseur day shipbox. Yeah. That that is the pinnacle of daily life, right? Where you have it is a shitbox, right? So it's you have this this junk that may or may not make it to work Monday morning, especially after you've just abused it for a weekend. So you need something that will get you to work on Monday. Now in the shitbox life, it's also another shitbox. Like, like we both have high mileage twenty year old commuter cars so I, I say my sonata has three hundred thousand miles it legitimately hit two hundred ninety nine thousand yeah. miles this week at original engine original transmission yep. it's only had general like general service done and i love it right. yeah but yeah the, the yeah, honda's the same way i'm at 180 and climbing rapidly and like i just put a fresh bumper on it because i hit the deer in october here deer. we are in may and i just put the bumper on like you know it's being being a shitbox kind of sore and being able to deal with that and like doing the maintenance side of it makes the two car life easier. Well, for us it was a three car life, and like I said, or, that was yeah. that was the point of my depression. And actually, that's what popped recently. Yeah, is, but is for me, I had where your my shitbox Jeep, my shitbox truck, and my car. The the, the problem I had is I was making payments on yes, it, and that's, that's where that's where it came from. That is like rule number one to shitboxing is shit boxing the, i just picture someone with a gl- with gloves on like a like a pile of shit with a pair of gloves on just, just two shit um, the, the poop emojis as boxing gloves exactly um, shit box. that's a t-shirt, t-shirt. 
<laughs> um, just driving a Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a poop emoji driving a Cherokee. <laughs> oh, PJ, PJ, <laughs> future PJ, uh, duck. <laughs> uh, no, but like, down. like, keep talking. That the the key to doing that successfully, the two, I, I honestly break it down like this: there are the two things you need to successfully own ship boxes and survive ship box life is you can't owe on it, yeah. right? The bank cannot own your ship box. That killed me. The bank owned yeah. my truck twice, right? And and you have to be able to work on it yourselves. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be able to work on it yourselves. You should be able to, at least, at least the general maintenance, right? Because the yeah, whole- I guess I guess I was going to reference Travis. Travis could do his oil changes. Yeah, but so so as he, much as- He would be a good qualifier for right. the ship, for the, for the daily driver. He, he would totally be able to handle it, yes. Shout out, Travis. Love you, buddy. Where like so like as much crap as we give him, his Jeep is not a shit box. Oh no. Like we just we just nice. We just we just we the Travis is in the life he's the the other end of the daily driver spectrum where like you either have to have the disposable income to have multiple vehicles or be playing the financial game of it well. Yeah. So like Travis isn't love you, buddy, but you're not necessarily well, let me preface that love you yeah. buddy you're you're not you're not a shitbox connoisseur like like us yeah yeah where you're not like you don't want to deal he, with he's the gentleman daily driver yeah like like if you will honestly he would probably make an argument that he he can't drive a 20 year old three hundred thousand mile hyundai sonata around because of his job where he's yeah. visiting clients and he's got to wear a suit and tie like his shit needs to be clean and running which is also why he spends as much money as he does on his jeep yeah because he does drive it every day but he's also got the plan of okay i'm happy with my jeep it's capable the way it is rusty can you make up your mind he's laying down Give thank him you a second oh, jesus you're making me anxious um where you know, he's happy with it. It's still a good daily driver. It's still a decent off-roader. And once it's paid off, he's going to, because he can afford a car payment, he can go buy a nice truck yep. that becomes a daily driver and he can afford the gas in it and his commutes are relatively short and, you know, all the other factors. And it can tow, factors. tow his Jeep. If he and it will to. tow his Jeep as he builds the Jeep further. Because, like, there's definitely a... It's not so much of a bell curve as it is a cliff yeah. where like your rig can very rapidly go from You hit a point. I can drive this every day and go wheeling on Saturday and then all of a sudden fuck, I can't drive this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think I think that's that's the two the two lanes in the off-road world is either you know this is a dedicated rig so, so or I, it's a shitbox. I know my point mechanically i think it's like it's not it's not a mechanical point i think it's a, a distance point on which a which a an offered vehicle becomes unmanageable i think if you're commuting yeah. more than god maybe 30 miles a day if you have more it's than a 30 it. mile day commute you need a daily driver because you don't you're you're putting unnecessary wear and tear yeah. on a vehicle that experiences wear and tear for fun well Yes, I, I see. I, I get your point, but I, I don't think it's necessarily a mileage thing. It's a mileage versus capability. Yeah. Right. So if well, it's you, not even that because Mackenzie, since we've been in the accident, we have not got the Santa Fe yet. Right. It is. What is it? May 12th, 13th, 14th, 13th 14th, 14th, May 14th. We got in the accident. April uh, 
April 22nd. So it's been almost a month. She's been driving the Jeep every day for almost a month. And she's miserable. And she's not miserable, but I'm miserable because yeah. mechanically yeah. it's putting wear and tear on. I've done I've done the uh the uh oil filter, oil adapter, filter adapter housing and now I've got a coolant code and if there's there's multiple other things that need to be addressed. She so, thinks there's depth wobble, but just driving a vehicle every day that is not so intended for intended for high mileage w- where I'm going to argue against that is you've had you have you guys have broken the cardinal rule of multiple car ownership and that's not consistently using a vehicle so like the jeep sat more than you used it yeah. which factors into the all of a sudden it is a primary vehicle and it's Correct. not prepared to do that like wh- a vehicle sitting is almost as bad as well it didn't sit use- though we we drove it Nights and weekends. Yeah, but but that's not that's not a thirty mile commute every day. Correct. Right. So like at a certain point that vehicle settles into what it does. Right. So like 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 I, I parked my truck for I don't know, like when, when diesel was five, six dollars a gallon. Yeah, I didn't correct. drive my truck for four oh, months. Oh, I didn't either, yeah. Batteries died. Like and then all of a sudden we had it we were going four wheeling and I had to fire the truck up and that thing had it run in three or four months and two days before the trip I fired it up jumped it drove it it was great no issues parked it parked it for another day right like well cool truck's good to go I'll hook the trailer up on Thursday it's Monday Wednesday I go to hook the trailer up and the truck's dead again and I'm like why the hell is the truck dead start digging around in that time that I jumped it and drove it one of the batteries shorted out, right? So now it's got a drain. It's sucking the other battery dry. Like that's not something that happens over time. Like that's not a, that's, that's a 20 year old battery issue or a bad, like, you know, that's, that's yeah, a, exactly. a defect issue, which but that's, a, that's like you turn the old light bulb off. It's never going to turn back on. Thing. Right. So like, you know, and now that I, I drive the truck at least once a week, really have no issues with it. Right. Yeah. Starts every morning. Like the, I don't have to prime the fuel system. The tires are holding air. Like keeping temperature and keeping things flexed and moving the components, all that stuff plays a huge factor in what kind of repair work you end up doing. So like yeah, like the like like your Jeep specifically, like the oil filter cord. That's gonna happen. That yeah. that that's that's a every three year repair that every JK, know, JK owner, owner yeah. and shit WK owner, minivan owner, anything that's got the three six in it has that problem. It's just a poor design. Yeah. Uh, but it you've gone from minimal service, minimal movement of the parts to full movement immediately. Every day. Yeah. And we're doing 100 miles a day. Right. Which qualify, I think, is is more than the maximum for, well, in, in my book, is more than a maximum for. But, yeah, but I, not I, I think that driver. that's more so picking the right car than it is a second car. Like, it's not that the, your JK is such but a that's, trail rig. That's, that's why we. Our initial choice was we still wanted a fun vehicle, but to daily drive it, right. Bronco. That's sure. why that's right. why we chose the Bronco because right. right. it would be, be I think it would be better suited for the daily driver life and the take the doors off, take the top off, enjoy a nice weekend life. Where I disagree with that is as we're we're, we're seeing the Broncos don't handle the abuse like a Jeep does. Yeah. So the like, but that's the mechanical abuse off road. Sure, sure. Um, but I think also like, like yes, the Bronco does the commute better than the jeep does 
But again, that's more of a right vehicle than a extra vehicle. Correct. And like your JK just being, as we say, the stock JK, right? Two and a half inches lift, slightly bigger tires, very minimal modifications. There is no reason you couldn't drive the Jeep. Will it be as comfortable and flashy as the Bronco or, you know, it doesn't have the heated and cooled seats the new santa fe yeah, no, no heated steering wheel it's not a hybrid like yeah if you've got a hundred mile commute buying a jeep as your commuter is definitely a bad idea yep does that mean you have to buy a, a honda civic just to have a jeep no you're just you got to trade off you know are you going to put when, when does the when does the maintenance right meet the the usage well, right and like like i think travis is probably a better example to use for it because he does mechanically stress that vehicle. Oh, yeah. Right? We wheel the shit out of that, his Jeep. Right. And after the last trip, he spent $1,500 to put that back to daily driver capabilities. Right. We had to fix a U-joint. We ended up putting brakes on it. We had to, like, fix a bunch of small stuff. What the hell is my phone doing? Um, the back and forth of in and out of a shop to maintain the reliability does get expensive, and that's where the second car comes yeah. in. Because, yeah, you got to maintain your trail rig, but it's not necessarily an immediate need. Correct. And like, it's like since I've wheeled last, I know I need to do uh, differential. I need to do differential fluid. I need to sure. do an oil change. But I get to wait. Wait. I get to wait. Yeah. Or do and it I, on I, your own time. Do it yourself. Exactly. Where Travis has to go to work Monday, and all of a sudden his Jeep's making a funny noise and shaking, and he's calling the shop going, uh, I'm in a suit and tie, and I don't know what to do. And I don't want to spend $100 right. a day on a rental car. Because he can't turn around, go home, put it in his driveway, and get another car and go to work. Correct. Um, and I think that's that's where that do I need a daily driver conversation starts is like, you know, are you going to miss work? Are you... Mechanical liability. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is it is it going to make it to work? Are you going to wreck the thing because it's jacked up from your weekend? You know... When you when you're off roading and you blow a tire and then all of a sudden your spare is blown and now you're down a tire, do you have the 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 spare disposable income to buy, buy new a tires? new tire? Um, you know, some of these thirty sevens are six hundred dollars a tire. Yeah, like, I was looking at um tires this morning with my hopefully future brother in law, Kyle. Oh. Do your goddamn job. <laughs> Wow. You don't listen. You put, don't put put a plug in for the, a plug uh, the old in laws. Huh? Come on, Kyle. Um, and we were, he was looking at tires, and he's like, "Why are just bigger?" It was like two eighty five, sixty five, twenties. He's like, "Why are oh, these? Yeah. Well, twenty. Why are 20 these yeah. four forty a pop?" Yeah. Is and it's going on as daily driver. I'm like, "Come on, man! You can't like that, that's mechanical reliability versus cost effectiveness." Like he he needs new tires, right. but he wants to be cool. But he want. I'm like, yeah, maybe if you have the spare money, you can, yeah, do that on your your fun vehicle. But yeah. why would you spend that much money on a daily driver for tires? Yeah, yeah. And I think if you're if you're not gonna get a daily, like then you then you need to plan your build around the fact that it's also a daily. Yeah. Or, or you need you, you need, need your you need, jeep to go to work you, on you Monday. Need cost effectiveness to be able right. to replace parts along with yeah. having it modified, right. whether that be. Getting a higher paying job or getting a savings fund, a savings fund or mo finding really, really doing the, the legwork and finding the cheapest, yeah. highest quality option that will work for as long as yeah. it's possible without yeah. breaking the bank or being too, too much of a shitty part. Yeah. 
to have to replace it every six right. months. Yeah, I, I don't... If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily recommend to people to get into shitboxing. Like, oh, no, absolutely not. It's a very... It's, it's not cost effective. It's depressing. Yeah, it's it it is it is definitely not cost effective. It's depressing. It's work. Like you're you're never ahead. You're oh, something always needs to be fixed. I I put a CV axle in the Honda for the first like I I've known I've needed that repair for probably close to two years. But it's like yeah, I'd rather dump the money into my Jeep, which is also broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I also have to fix things on the truck. It's an endless cycle. You're like you'll fix one thing and there's five more things that well, come and up. it's it's for for me, it was to the point of I have a car payment on this truck. This truck is not the nicest thing. Right. I've got this truck because I've got this garbage Jeep, which is garbage, not the nicest thing. And because of everything is garbage, yeah. I drive my piece of shit Santa Fe. Right. I make good I make make more money than I've ever made in my entire life. My cars are shittier than they've ever been, been. because right. of my stupid hobby. I need to fix <laughs> I need to fix something. Yeah. No, I and, and and I do I I completely agree with But even with, even with my fix of selling the truck, I've got I'll I'll do a U-Haul truck, I'll do something else. Yeah. Even with the you're, fix, you're, I'm still yeah. keeping my my shitty daily driver because I'm getting something that I can't daily drive. With with what I want to do to it, I think. Yeah. Well, it's not that you couldn't, right? I couldn't. It would be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be cost effective. Because you're right. It's not cost effective, and your whole plan for the Jeep is to drive it long distances. Correct. The 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 commute isn't necessarily. That, that's why I say like the the mileage of your commute isn't necessarily the factor in why or why not drive something, right? Because the Overland guys. Build those things to be driven oh, yeah. for days at a time, right? But it's heavy. It's not fuel efficient. Like, like we did... Uh, it's, it's the cost of driving it every day versus when you want to drive it for right, fun. Right. At the end of the day, it's it, it goes from a tool to a toy, right? So do you want to spend money on fun things or do you want to keep your toy capable or reliable? Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's the... To me, that's the drop-off is... If it's a toy, you shouldn't rely on it, regardless Correct. of how much money you have dumped into it, what it's built for, what it's designed for. I think it's it's why the side by side market is as big as it is. Oh, it's huge! I think Smoke and Tire just did a video on it. The side by sides are selling faster than the yeah, like the sports car market, right? Be, but it's it's because you don't ha- you don't need to buy a second vehicle. I mean, they, the the irony to me is they cost as much as a second well, vehicle. So, like they they do. Like, <laughs> but but with as popular as the CUV market is, as light as the side by sides are, with your daily driver CUV, yeah, you can pull your side by side. It is your trail toy. It is yep. the the smarter the smarter version of what we do, I guess, or the uh, the the higher class version of what we do. It's the upper class. Yeah. Upper middle class version of I don't shitbox Cherokees and I, trucks. Yeah, I, I think in, in out west in the southwest, I think it. I I would be more inclined to get into side by sides if I lived out there. I would be more inclined to get in side by sides if we lived in West Virginia. You could license and license right. and drive them. Yeah, it all depends. S- North Carolina, you, yeah. where you can register and drive them. Yeah, in North Carolina, you can drive a side by side to work every day. Yes, it, it, it. We are seeing those changes. Uh, if they did that, I would yeah. s- I would sell my Jeep and buy side by side. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't completely disagree with you. I think it it comes with its own set of hurdles, but it's you know what the craziest thing about this is largest thing though. If you have your side by side owned, licensed, and registered in West Virginia, North Carolina, you can drive it into Virginia 
all around Virginia, but you cannot own. You can. I looked it up. I looked up the laws of this. Interesting. But okay. you can, you cannot license and register a side by side in Virginia and drive in Virginia. But since it's a legally licensed and and registered vehicle outside the state, the state police and law. If I'm wrong, yeah. if I'm wrong, please correct me. I, I don't think I am. I, I think I've done the research to look well, this up. I I think. I think where they're going to get you is like Virginia has very strict laws of what you need to operate on the on the road. So like certain states, um, like I know Utah is one that's really friendly side by sides. They don't require like you can just take your side by side off the showroom floor, slap a UTV tag on it and you're done. Yeah. Where you don't have brake lights, turn signals. Yeah, North Carolina, West Virginia require it you to have be to DOT compliant. Right. So like in Virginia, any vehicle on the road has to have Correct. working brake lights, turn signals, things like that. So yes, you might be able to physically drive it over here with a license plate, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get pulled over and ticketed for yeah, not having wipers or not having a DOT approved tire or not having brake lights or uh, I guess well, it's like the uh, the Pennsylvania thing. If you can't you can't not have doors on in Pennsylvania. Right. Your tires have to be covered by fenders in Pennsylvania, right. Right. whether you're from there or not. Uh, yeah, the the tire cover one gets gray. I mean that like it's like it's like three quarters or seventy seventy percent of the tire has to be covered in Pennsylvania or something. Uh, like I say, correct me if I'm wrong. I, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's there's. I'm not telling like you. I'm not that. telling you to correct no, me. I'm I know, telling I know. the audience, obviously. The like the doors thing, they can enforce the doors thing because that is a removable component, right? Like they like it's. Your your Jeep, like every vehicle has doors, correct? Right. So you've removed your door and are operating without this equipment. A factory component. Uh, like the tire thing is a little bit more gray because if you're registered in Virginia and Virginia says you have to cover 30% of your tire, but Pennsylvania says you have to cover 50% of your tire, they're enforcing a Pennsylvania law on a Virginia vehicle. That's where it gets very gray. But the doors thing... Like you can operate it without doors in Virginia, but I'm pretty sure you, if you go for safety inspection and you don't have your doors on, they will not give you a sticker. I'm due for safety on the Jeep, so I'll try that. There you go. Give it a shot. See what happens. See what happens. Now, being a Jeep, like like Virginia's so weird. I think it's as long as you have mirrors. You actually need one mirror in Virginia. Yes. Uh, that's in most places actually. Yeah. Like if you look back, like in the 60s and 70s, a lot of cars only had one mirror. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, again, like that that's all part of making that determination, right? Do you did you turn your JK into a one ton rock crawler? Yeah, you might have tags and brake lights and turn signals, but do you run tube doors ninety percent of the year? Like are you gonna want to put your doors on just to drive it one place or the other? Like, you know, where do you live? What do you do? Does your hair have to be clean? Do you wear a suit to work? Like you know, if you go out wheeling and you get stuck in a mud puddle and you're not home till midnight on Sunday, do you want to stay up all night cleaning the mud off so you can go? Yeah. Put go your to suit on and jump in. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there are plenty of people like ourselves who would gladly do that. Thankfully, I don't have to wear a suit to work. Correct. But like, if I if I only if I had to drive my Jeep to work, if my Jeep was my only running vehicle on Monday morning, that's just a good day at work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like like I don't need a daily, and I still have. One. Yeah. So that that is like. Right now, it's our backup contingency. Right now, if we have right. a, if we have a vehicle to go down, I couldn't make my Jeep go to work. Right, it wouldn't be fun, and I wouldn't enjoy it. It'd take yeah. me an hour and have to get to work. Yeah, but it could happen. Yeah. Um. Well, so 
I know my contingency. What's your contingency for a daily driver? Cost effective. So yeah. no payments. Yep. Um, I got mine for cheap. Yeah. Cheap, cheap. You got yeah. yours for nothing. Yeah. yeah. It was a hand me down. Yeah, it was a it was a recycling of existing vehicles. Yeah, we don't want to sell it, and you don't want to drive the truck. Yeah. So, um, I th- I think a good contingency is. I mean, it depends on your job. If you need to be, if if you were a traveling salesman, which we have two buddies that do that. Yep. They both drive Jeeps. Yep. Both very good looking Jeeps. Yeah. Uh, but they have to maintain those Jeeps. Yep. Um, Hence the so, unlimited car wash so, packages. Yeah, unlimited car wash <laughs> packages. Um, so it depends on your job. If you need a presentable vehicle, that the the daily driver topic yeah. gets harder. Yeah. If you're just driving to an office, it gets a little easier. Yep. I am, I, I hate to say it, I love, like, at heart, I'm a wagon guy. They don't make wagons anymore. The CTSV yeah. wagon is my favorite. <laughs> I would I would never daily drive it. That's not a daily driver. I would say to me that like that you're you're now going but, back into a toys conversation. But if they made a wagon, yeah, affordably. I mean, I guess I can go back into an old Volvo. Sure. Like old Volvos are awesome. I love yeah. a wagon. Yeah, yeah. Um CUVs, I'd probably end up if I had to have to buy one in marketplace, yeah. I'd probably go like a Honda CRV, yeah, uh, I mean, whatever's you're, whatever's you're, older, you're like a Honda cheap, Pilot or whatever. The cheap Japanese Toyotas, Hondas, you know, whatever, are known for being reliable, right? I think if you can get it, anything anything that's a good deal is a good place to start. But like, I know at one point Brian had a, a Volkswagen Passat, yeah, right, like not reliable, no, and and like. The problem is a cheap Passat is a hunk of shit. Yeah. Right. You know, professional mechanic, not the end of the world, but it's still a hunk of shit. Right. Like the the windows didn't work. I think he had like like stuffed memory foam into the seats to make because the seats to make him collapsed. comfortable. Yeah. He's also three foot five. Yeah. So he's got so, he's got to boost himself right. a little bit with so the textbook. Like, 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 you know, that's not necessarily cheap. Isn't the only factor. It should be. Will it start every morning? Is yep. it good on fuel? Like if you have a long commute, is it good on fuel? Right, like like I fill my 08 Honda Civic for like thirty five dollars. How big is your tank? Ten gallons. Jesus Christ, that's tiny. It, yeah, but it, my tank on my Sonata is seventeen gallons. Yeah, it goes. How well, often do you fill up your tank? Once a week. So do I. But my commute is also half the distance of yours. I do. I, I what do you do? Twenty miles a day? It's twenty eight miles. Twenty miles round trip or nope. one way? Total. Well, one way. Sorry. So. 56. 30 so call it 30 Six, yeah call it 60. 60 miles yeah i do i'll call it 70 but yeah. I, your, your vehicle gets much better gas mileage than mine does yeah because it weighs probably a thousand pounds less than the sonata and it's only two liters versus whatever don't you have a v6 it's a v6 yeah, yeah that, there's a problem and it goes but through- it was super cheap so you outweigh your gas mileage with the cost of the vehicle yeah and at the end of the day it's as reliable right it starts God, it's only got morning. 10 gallons it's like 10 and a half yeah that's wild it's awesome that's so little which like like when i uh, so like what was it two weeks ago or yeah two weeks ago when i i i ended up accidentally driving the truck four <laughs> days in a row accidentally driving the truck four well, days in a row we 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 were we were picked up the tons for pj yeah so i drove the truck to work so we could leave the shop drive out to Culpepper Customs and pick up the pick up the the axles, and then that ended up running late because we ended up hanging out down there for like an Talking hour and a half. Buggies, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
it was like, fuck it. We're not going to go back to the shop to unload these. They weren't staying at my house and they weren't going to PJ's house. So I was like, all right, I'll just bring the axles down to the shop in the morning. We'll unload them at the shop Tuesday morning. Yeah. And then we had two appointments to look at the skinny guy camper on Thursday. And I was at the firehouse Wednesday night. So I whatever I needed for Thursday, I had to drive on Wednesday because I don't go home between the firehouse and work. So it was like, all right. So I drove it down on Tuesday. Now I'm going back on Wednesday. I got to load the camper up Wednesday morning so I don't have to drive all the way home on Thursday morning to get the camper. So I drove the truck down with the camper on it. That truck was loaded with a thousand pounds in it for three straight days. Damn. <laughs> and like on Wednesday, I like, well, I guess Thursday morning <clears throat> when I left the firehouse, I had to get fuel. But do you get the? Did you get the same thing that I got when I drove my truck? Is there like the a, a serotonin shot? Oh, like yes, you just dude. smile. Like, Every, I don't care what it is. We, we were talking, when I drove my truck, yeah. it just made me happy. Before we started recording, we were talking about me wanting to get rid of the truck. At some point next week, I'll drive it, and I'm like, I'm not getting rid of this thing. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Why would I get rid of this thing? Yeah, it was, it's, a, it was like, and then I'll have it's to a while because it. it's just as much of a shitbox as your Civic, but it's a serotonin yeah. shot it's, of. I fucking it's like so much more enjoyable so to much, drive yeah. than the Civic. Yeah, the Civic. Like I hate driving the Civic. It's a fishbowl. It's beige on beige, but it cost me thirty five dollars to fill it, and it's free. And it's yeah, you pay insurance yeah. and, and taxes. Yeah. I think the the it, it the whole deer fix cost like two hundred and fifty dollars. The bumper was like sixty two dollars, and then I paid yeah. a buddy to paint it for two hundred. Uh, but the so I filled the truck up Thursday morning. That was like $87. Oh, Go that's home. not even full. That's like three quarters. Yeah, of it was tank. like three quarters of a tank. Yeah, I always fill out three quarters because the fuel gauge doesn't work. So I fill it at 300 miles regardless. And it's usually like 18, 19 gallons, which is a little more than three quarters of a tank, but um, or a little less, a little more. Math's hard. Um, so yeah, it was like $87, $90. Drive home Thursday night, park it. And I'm like, Whew. all right, back to the commuter car Friday morning, getting the commuter car gas lights on. Damn it. <laughs> so nice. I had to fill that up. But it was only like thirty dollars to fill that. So it's like, all right, like like that's literally the swing. I drive yeah. a truck for four days and it cost me ninety dollars. I spend thirty dollars on the car. It's good and for I'm five good days. For seven days. Damn. It's literally I guess, I guess another benefit another benefit you have that I don't have is I've got to go over a mountain. Yeah, I, I yeah. merge I'm into, on top of that mountain. I merge into traffic yeah. going up a mountain. Yeah. So I've got to pin it every day. Yeah. And that's why I go through tires so fast. Mackenzie was giving me a hard time the other day. She goes, didn't you just get tires like a year ago? I'm like, yeah, but my I do 30,000 yeah. miles a year in my car. Yeah. I haven't rotated them. My my fault. And I go up a mountain every morning. Yeah. yeah I, I drive the same way, but that's more because just I'm an fun. angry New Jersey driver. <laughs> you are. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, these are all factors in why you. Sh- I, I I say should. I like. I'm not. I get why people don't, but just about anybody who's willing to off road their vehicle should consider the fact that they should have a secondary vehicle. Correct. Um, whether it's a truck to tow it, or a Honda to drive to work on Monday morning, or BMW to drive to work, whatever floats your boat. Like, I think. Or shit, even if it's another Jeep. Like just something that's not modified that you yeah. care yeah. a little less about or right. not even care less about. Uh, yeah, I, I like I, is it's just cheaper to fix. Yeah. A good a good plan that like I know a few of our friends have done or are doing or planning to do uh, is if you're making payments on your Jeep now, 
and you love off-roading and you want to do more, the the advice I always give people is pay that Jeep off, keep it. Right? Keep it. Don't don't upgrade it, keep it. Get a new car loan. Keep or, no, or no or, keep making that monthly payment, put it in savings for a year to yourself and then get that lump sum. If you can afford, right? So if you bought your your JK and you're paying yeah, $500, $500 a month. Over 12 months is $6,000. Right. So which now, is a great daily driver. Exactly. Well, not not just that, but if you it let, we'll use Travis as an example. He's bought that Jeep, he's 3 years into that Jeep. He's been making that car payment that is part of his personal monthly budget, right? So he can he knows he can afford $500 a month. Pay the Jeep off, spend a year saving money. Take that $500 a month, put it aside, $600 a month, whatever you want to do. Now you've got a stockpile of cash to upgrade your Jeep more and make it less daily drive capable, but you've got you've got a big lump sum you can dump into it. You can still afford that monthly car payment, take that same amount, and either keep saving for more stuff for the Jeep until it's undrivable. In Travis's case, the advice we've given him is take that and turn that into a truck. Yep. Go buy a truck, make a monthly payment on your truck. That's your new daily driver. Is it fuel efficient? Not really, but it's going to give you the option to tow your Jeep places like we do, and we can start doing these bigger trips, these longer trips, and you don't have to worry about your Jeep making it. Like he he texted me yesterday. He goes, "Will my Jeep pull the Honda Civic on a tow dolly?" Absolutely not. And I was like, uh, "It physically will. Like I wouldn't recommend it. Like what are you trying to do?" And he's like, "Can I borrow your truck for the week?" I got uh, like, I guess his brother in law is a big Honda guy, and this Honda he just got for his son. He wants his brother in law to look it over. So I was like, "Why don't you just drive the Honda to South Carolina?" And he's like, "I don't know if it'll make it, and if it breaks down halfway there, I'm screwed." I was like, uh, your Honda probably has a better chance of making it to South Carolina <laughs> than, than your my Jeep truck pulling your Honda or or my truck pulling the Honda. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, just drive it. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, listen, if you're gonna tow dolly, that's fine. Just factor in it doesn't have brakes. The, the only thing the Jeep's not gonna really do well is with stop that it. is stop it. And it's like, like you know, and at that point, just run a U-Haul truck, a U-Haul U-Haul sure. dolly. Yeah, or you're, you're yeah. safer, you're better off. Yeah. Then um, yeah, but the problem is, I don't think he can put the whole family in the U-Haul truck to go on the oh, trip fair. he can put the whole family in the jeep and just tow the honda i'm like just drive the honda yeah <laughs> just or or here's a wild thought maybe ask one of the five mechanic friends you have to look it over here in virginia yeah, just take it for a state inspection it all if it passes a state inspection it'll probably make it to south it'll carolina. probably make it to south carolina a but, but if it after the last if one, it but. makes it to south if it passes a state inspection you don't have to take it to south carolina to get it looked over because it's compliant with the state i don't know i like i said i think he's a little uh a, a little bit paranoid shell shocked from the last one well yeah because in the last one made an inspection window on the side of the motor all right we're gonna try a new bit now not a new bit a new segment oh um is this where we call travis get him no 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 it's uh I, i'm down to start taking questions oh so okay. if you guys have any questions about off-roading about us about anything in general let me know or shoot me a shoot me a DM at Dirt Nerds Off Road or not Dirt Nerds Off Road. Which one am the I? Dirt Drive at the Dirt Drive on Instagram. Or, or you can send it to the Dirt Nerds yes, Off Road. Dirt, or Nerd, Dirt, Nerds, Dirt Nerds or Dirt Nerds Motors. You get a hold. Um, there's only there's only so many of us that are actually physically running our social media pages. So if you need to get a hold of us, any of them. Yeah, work. shoot shoot us your questions and we'll we'll start doing answering questions every episode, every other episode. Um, a few episodes ago, a guy messaged me, uh, 
Tom and Max 2002, not our Tom and Max, different Tom and Max, Tom oh, that's wild. Reber, Reber, um, he sent me a message asking why you dislike Pat so much. Why do you dislike Patagonia's for the East Coast? <sighs> How much time do we have left? That's, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a five minute answer. Um because I, I I personally have no are, ex, no experience with there, the tires, so I can't answer. There that question. are worse tires out there. However, there, there's a for me everything comes down to a balance of cost and performance. Like for me, the 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 Patagonias and the Nittos fall in the same category. It's not worth the money. Yes, the Patagonias are cheap. Yes, the Nittos are expensive. The Nittos are a phenomenal tire from a performance standpoint. I'll never argue that. They are a great tire. But you can get a tire just as good for cheaper. What less money. The Patagonias work. It's not that they don't work. They just don't work as well. And the amount of money like you're still spending what? Like $250 on a Patagonia when you can spend 325 on a Mickey Thompson that works a hundred times better. Yeah. Um or yeah. my, my personal favorite, a Falcon. I, lo- I love the Falcon sure, tires. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're, if we're talking mud terrains, like the, the Falcon mud terrain is a great tire, but it's, it, to me, it's not the king of mud yeah. terrains. Like, like I'm, we're, I would much I would much rather put somebody in a, in a Mickey or a, or a KM3 if they're looking for a truly off-road tire. And that's why, like, to me, the Patagonia, even though it's cheap, it just isn't worth it because you're not getting that as good a performance out of a better, more expensive tire. And I don't. They're they're just not that durable. If you're if it's a dual purpose tire. So when it comes back to the the daily driver aspect, right? It doesn't last. It doesn't no, last no, that yeah that fifty thousand miles that you should and, get out of a tire and, pan. And, and maybe it's it's the asphalt versus concrete. Like out west where the, where things are concrete, the tires are wearing differently. The 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 tread wear compounds and things are are, are affected differently in temperature. Like I, I I don't see them shedding mud well. They don't. Yep. They they do flex well. Like they're a good flexy um, tire. I think, like I said, on the highway, they they we see them cupping and and shredding a lot. Um, it's just to to me the the money saved is not is lost. Like you are you're you're not gaining anything by saving that money. Now maybe for a West Coast tire where it may may work better. Yeah, but, but for for my, us out my, here my, on the East Coast, my Crocs can grip on. Red Rock. Fair. And, yeah, and, we heard that from Lee yeah. and Brent like two or three weeks ago. You know, and that's not knocking Moab. Like, it's still phenomenal wheeling. It's just different. It's different wheeling. Everything here is mud. Like, if you get mud, we, we've run into it. I had the, when I had the Cherokee Chief, oh, yeah, the first trips, I had the, the fucking, um, I had KO2s on it. First gen KO2s, which for the longest time were considered like the oh, greatest off road tire, right? The first trail we went on after it rained. Those things were mud-packed racing slicks. There was you couldn't see tread or rubber at all, and uh, and like for a mud terrain, it doesn't shed mud at all. <laughs> like yeah, it, and yeah, we have sticky mud. It happens, but I had the the Kumo mud claw or whatever. I forgot oh yeah, they were cheap. On, they were like scrappy one seventy five a tire yeah. for thirty threes. Yeah, and like those things threw so much mud, the back seat was full of mud. Because I would roll five miles an hour through camp and it was slinging shedding it, it yeah. slinging mud right out of it. Uh, 
So like that's that's why I don't like now pets. now Patagonia. If you're listening, I will take a set and try them out on the East Coast, and we'll give you because uh, we don't have an honest review. We've we've seen uh, other people no, wield them. No, uh, Fiametta's Jeep. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fiametta's had had thirty eights on it. I'll, I mean, I'll try him if, if Pat yeah. wants to send us I think, a set of tires. I I think that they are. Oh God, we just he just measured them like a month ago too. Which I'll, uh, I'll give him a little plug. His Jeep sale. his Jeep is With for Patagonia's sale on it. and tons. Uh no, it's it's I an ultimate it it's ultimate forty four e locker, um, uh, short arm Clayton kit three and a half thirty eights KMC bead locks. It's a it's a it is it's a well built rig. Well built rig. I'm biased. We built yeah. it. We didn't wire it. Shout out Tom for doing your own wiring. Yeah. Um, but we um, may may fix it. Since but he, it's on he's the getting out of it. He just bought a uh a seventy one split bumper RS Camaro. Yeah. Excited for that. Yeah. Um, well, hot rod friend. But yeah, that's uh that's our first uh, listener question. Yeah. If you have any other questions, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start trying to do this every week if we can. Sure. But as we get questions, we're going to answer them as we get them. I'm I'm with you though, Patagonia. If Milestar wants to send us a set of tires to R and D, even if they're new, um, we're we're open. Well, yeah, get we don't like Pats, change our mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll make that meme for the <laughs> for the episode. There you go. Um, that's a good sound bite. Uh Tom. You know where to find Tom at uh, Dirt Nerds Motors. Yeah. Uh, you know where to find me at the Dirt Drive. Trevor is Dirt Nerds Off Road. We've made this delineation now. Yeah. Um, so we're all responsible for his social media. And any of us are dirtnerdsoffroad.com. Yep. And that's where you can find our merch, which hopefully we have more coming. PJ's yep. making awesome stickers. Trying to. Um, and I think that's all we got for this week. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Are you enjoying this podcast? Do you want more ridiculousness from the Dirt Nerds? Check out DirtNerdsOffRoad.com. It'll link to all of our social media as well as our YouTube page. And you can pick up some sweet merch to help support the podcast and other adventures.